Hello, Cubs fans, and welcome to the brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. I'm a little pissed off, but I am Ron Luce. I am joined by the one, the only. He's doing double duty tonight, by the way. Uh, he was also on Bears on Tap this evening. Mr. Joey Ricotta, my friend. Um, we got a lot of bones to pick about this game, but, but before we get into it, aside from the Cubs somehow finding a way to ruin our Tuesday evening, how are you doing, my friend? Good, man. I love the energy that you're bringing, even though we are upset about this loss, but you always somehow manage to bring the energy and making me in a better mood when you kick this thing off. So I'm doing much better than I was when that last out happened, but uh, yeah, it's it's ugly, Ron. How are you doing? Yeah, likewise, my friend. I'll tell you what, you know who has been inspiring me lately is our boy Tyler. He has been really inspiring me lately. Like the last two shows I did with him, like we jumped on and I was just, you know, I was just, just Ron. And then he just, he just brings this juice and I'm like, well, son of a bitch. Now I need to match that energy, you know? So it's inspiring, but I'm going to, I'm going to quickly, hold on. We're going to quickly, we're going to quickly crack. I I like that idea. Hold on. Let me get mine. Let me get mine. Get it. There we go. Yeah, it's a little. This is the John Deere. Got the cornfields there too. So we're, you know, because we got the uh, the Iowa game coming. So yeah, I got the Apple, the the limited edition now. Apple. I need to go get some before they stop making it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We're on the bush train tonight. So cheers, Mm -hmm. my friend. Hey, it's Cubs on tap after dark. Effectively, at this point, it's almost eleven o'clock here in in the Chicago time zone. And um, yeah, Joey, 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 Joey. We were talking about it. We were talking about it for a little bit. You know, we always yeah. do a little. We do a little rundown here at Cubs on Tap, right? We 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 get kind of the mood set in the little pregame conversation. And um, how do I put this lightly without being a total prick? I, I think I'm going to be a total prick. I'm really fucking mad at the Cubs tonight, Joey. Really fucking mad at the Cubs tonight because they should have won this game. They lose six to five. They should not have lost this game. First off, they go down four to one, whatever. Kyber, Kyber Ruiz and his 666 OPS, like you pointed out on Twitter. <laughs> Guy could go fuck himself. But I'll tell you what. They they come back. They give us hope. And then just like Johnny Nani says, never get up for the letdown, right? I got up for the fucking letdown. And I got so pissed off when that home run left the ballpark and the Nats took a 6-5 to five lead and then just had to ride that out for the rest of the ballgame tonight. And it's funny. So – you know, normally I'm, we're always in Cubs gear, right? At least a Cubs hat. I'm usually in a jersey or a t-shirt or a sleeveless or what have you. Tonight we're wearing, this is Chase Elliott, but it's Hooters, right? I was going to say, it definitely looked like a NASCAR thing. with all It the is, logo. it is, it is. And it's Hooters. But here's the thing, Joey. Let me tell you something about Hooters. Hooters food never disappoints me, right? Their wings are always on point. They usually got really good appetizers. They're always spot on. They don't disappoint Ron Luce. You know who did disappoint Ron Luce tonight? The Cubs. And it's perfectly metaphorical because those sons of bitches did it to me again. They ran themselves out of the fucking game on the base paths. They fucking just dumb shit happened everywhere because why wouldn't that happen to this Cubs team? But, Joey, I am upset. I, I've been talking too much. I want to hear from you, my friend. Initial thoughts. Just – just let that raw emotion come out. What the hell is going through your brain about this loss tonight? Because, again, we talked about it. This is a really bad Nationals team. Borderline – no, not even borderline. That's me being trying to be nice about it. Dog shit Nationals team. They should not have lost tonight. Sir, your thoughts. 
You're on mute, Joseph. <laughs> I, hit the, I swear to God, I hit the button again. I, I tried to hit it again. This this um, podcast is already off the same start as the Cubs game, but it's fine. It's yeah. good. We're fine. <laughs> We're not even editing this shit. We're just going to yeah. go no, ahead no, no. and keep riding. We don't it's need wrong. that. It's um, Cubs on tap after dark. We don't <laughs> edit Cubs on completely, tap. Completely unprofessional at this time of night. Um, Yeah, Ron, this is like, dude, you were not talking too much. Let me just say that. You were not talking too much. You absolutely hit the nail on the head it's frustrating right you get this team out there and i was looking at the flags yesterday when i was at the game before the game i pointed out to my sister because i wasn't sure she was quite aware she's a cubs fan but she's not like hardcore like follows tracks everything like she's we not, are she's you know. not miserable like we are in a night no basis, which good for her i no. wish i could be like <laughs> some nights she, absolutely she goes to the game with me, like if she goes with me and my dad, first of all, it's my dad's first game in literally years. So he had a great time. It was just an all-around great night last night. And they got the win, so it makes it even that much better. But pregame, I pointed out to where I looked from Murphy's Bleachers. I looked, and you know how they have those flags, right, with the division flags? Mm-hmm. Awesome at Murphy's Bleachers. Mm-hmm. Shout out to them, uh, by the way. They're but, more or less they're more or less friends of the program at this point. Like, yeah. They've they they have they have interacted with us enough on Twitter that they are friends of the program at this point. And there there are Absolutely. they are the they are we need it we need to somehow make this work and somehow be official. But like they're borderline the official like pregame spot for Cubs on tap. That you can say that at this point because we pretty much we go there for every game and when we get together especially we go there to every game even when we don't we go there with our you know separate crews which is what we've been doing so. Um, but anyway, so around, I pointed out the flags, right? I said, look at, I go, Steph, this is, yeah, just going to throw her name out there. That's my sister. Uh, <laughs> looked at the flags, right? They got the division standings. That's how they align the flags. I go, look at that. I go, they have the nationals and they have the Cubs both at the bottom. I go, you know what that means? She goes, no. I go, that's where they're at in the standings. You got two last place teams playing each other. And I go, look at the crowd here. Like, like when we got in there, I go, look at the crowd. It's still, what, 31,000 tonight? It was, like, a lot more than that, I think, even. Maybe, like, 37, 37 and change, I think. 37 and change? Yeah. But it's just the point of, like, we and you were talking beforehand. No Juan Soto. No Josh Bell. They made more send-offs than the Cubs did, at least on their regular lineup-wise. Like, not their, their bullpen guys. More major but moves. Right, more major moves. More, more big moves, right. Regular everyday moves, and you got guys like Joey Meniscus, Joey Menaces, Joey Minus hitting home runs in back to back games. Like, dude, I swear, and it's just like a perfect metaphor of like Joey Minus. Uh, if Minus his home run yesterday, my parlay would have smashed. I was, I would have won $1,300 on a same game parlay, but Joey Minus had to jack one out of the park. And then tonight, minus that home run, the Cubs win the game, but. You hit the nail on the head. It's the mistakes. It's the base running miscues. It's all that. When you get 15 hits in a game and you only score five runs, you deserve to lose the game because you should put up more runs than that when you make that many base running mistakes and that many miscues like the Cubs have this season. I posed the question on Twitter. I said, is this the worst base running team in the league with the Cubs? And then there's people that are like, by far, by far. And then somebody statistically pointed out to me like the fan graphs link of like base running stats and the nationals are actually the worst team in the league by like a statistical 
thing. Slap in the face. That makes it even worse. It makes it even worse. I'm like, are you kidding me? You couldn't even out base run the worst base running team in the league. And you got beat by the worst base running team in the league at their worst part of probably the worst part of their game. I don't know. There's other assets of the game that's horrible. But I mean, if you really want to dive deeper into it, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It is frustrating, and you know what? You know what makes it even worse, Joey. And I, again, this is Cubs on Tap After Dark, so we're gonna we're gonna get into the really nitty gritty here of some of this shit. Uh, the Nationals scored six runs on nine hits because you know that's really nice when you get that combination in order. But again, like you said, five runs on fifteen fucking hits from the Cubs, and they couldn't get the job done. And I think that's what's most infuriating tonight. But hey, that seventh inning was cool. Right. They, yeah. they, you know, singles guys going first to third. That looked really good on the base paths. Right. We like to see that kind of shit. And then they piss it away. They piss Didn't it away in the dumbest way physically fucking possible with like Ortega being sent from third base when he would with one out after that Willie, should not have been. Not Willie, have what been are you that. doing, man? What are you doing? I mean, like the, you, yeah. you, that's. And honestly, I put a little bit of that on Ortega, too, because, like, he was sent, but he probably knows he's not going to score on that play, right, speed-wise. He probably knows he's not going to score on that play. Like, you you can hold yourself up. At the end of the day, it's on Willie, I'm sure, but, like, it's frustrating, man. You're you're a big leaguer, and you know you probably should be. I had a similar situation happen to me, but I couldn't see the play in front of me. Like, that's that's just a rough play. I I. That's that's one where you just absolutely just lose your mind over. Was that because you didn't wear your contacts, Joey, or was that just because you disadvantage? <laughs> I'm a, I'm always at a disadvantage. Yeah, I literally can't see anything, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if like I think I I can see and it's like a good decision or not. I will make the wrong decision because I can't see. That's right. So for context, for those that are listening that are like, what the fuck are these two idiots talking about? Um, Joey and I were joking before the show that Joey's blind as a bat. And like when he plays baseball, he just swings at everything and prays the guy he makes contact. So that that's the joke that, that just bear with us, folks. Again, it's Cubs on tap. We're having fun. Mm-hmm. We're trying to make light of a terrible situation because the Cubs again, the Cubs should not have lost tonight. Joey. And, and let me let me explain why. Here's the thing. L- listen to some of these numbers from the team as a whole offensively, not even from a, a, a pitching standpoint, right? Stroh got a little beat up tonight, four earned runs from him tonight, uh, but only two walks, six strikeouts. That's still cool and tough in five innings. Uh, Yulman looked really good in two innings tonight. That's great to see from him, especially after the last outing. And unfairly so, Leiter Jr., you know, he gets the loss tonight. Really looked good outside of the one mistake that he made on the home run. But here, here we go. Ready? One one hit from Ortega. We can send him to the moon. He was one for five tonight. But again, a hit with an RBI from Wilson Contreras. Two hits from Ian Happ. Three hits from Seiya Suzuki. Fran Mil Reyes came through with the big hit uh, and went one for four on the evening. Horner had two hits. Wisdom even had a hit. McKinstry, who hasn't hit for fucking shit, had three hits tonight. And Christopher Morell had a hit and a run scored. Like, this offense did shit tonight. It was cool and tough, as we always say here at Tap Sportsnet, right? That's what you like to see from your offense. But holy fuck, why couldn't you get it done on the base pass? Again, there are two, two clear plays that stand out in our brains tonight, right? Your Ortega send from third where he gets thrown out at home because that ball was way too shallow in center field. 
and then Seah stealing in the ninth inning when, first off, no shot at Seah. He's fast. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But homeboy got hurt on the same fucking type of play last time in Cincinnati. Don't do that shit with him anymore. He doesn't need to be running like that. Because you know what happened? Nelson Velasquez took a walk, and you would have had runners on first and or yeah, first and second instead of just on first base. And then who the fuck knows what happens? Same thing what happened with Ortega because he gets thrown out, and then Seiya gets a base hit. You know what would have happened there? Seiya would have scored Ortega. And then all of a sudden, if they have that same fucking rally that they had in the seventh inning, the Cubs are in the lead by two runs. And then yep. you know what happens? Even if the home run happens, you're only tied. and You have a it's chance tied. to still win the game, not playing from behind. So, again, just dumb fucking errors from this team tonight because they put, they put it up offensively, even with a, a very different-looking lineup tonight. Obviously, Swindell was sent down last night really late. That kind of got buried in the news cycle because mm-hmm. it was so late in the night. But – Frank Swindell's now at AAA Iowa. Do you think they did that because he's so likable, or because they knew they were doing the Fran Mel Reyes move today, or like it was the it was the Reyes move? Uh, okay. Once he because he had to be officially added to the roster, they didn't have to make a forty man transaction. I'm just wondering about the timing it. of it. You know, like that obviously it was before the Reyes move, but like, yeah, I think it know. was. I think it was because Reyes wasn't going to be able to report in time for the game, so they mm. officially added Reyes today to the roster. So they had they let they let Schwindel ride out on the roster last night just in case you know somebody gets hurt or they need a Mm -hmm. guy, and then it was okay. Hey, buddy, game's over. Reyes is coming up tomorrow and taking your spot in the DH role. You're going to Iowa. Have fun in Des Moines. Say hi to Scott from Iowa for us. So again, that's essentially what happened. So I, I just again just this team tonight. Good things offensively. You know, like overall, not a bad game when you look at the box score. But it's the dumb shit that happened on the base pass. And this has hurt them all season, Joey. We've we talked about it at numerous points this season. This team's horrible at base running, dude. The two plans. Like it's it's uh even last night, you know, like Wilson Contreras had a base set up the middle. And he, you know, credit to him, dude. He always hustles, he always has the passion. But this guy's a veteran. It's a base hit up the middle. And it did not look like he should have been trying for second base. And he's t- booking it out of the box and never stopped, goes into second base. And I'm pretty sure he got ruled out on that, right? They might have challenged or something. But I think so. that was like, you know, being at the game, obviously, I had a lot going on. So my memory of, like, the specifics of little plays like that is not as good as, like, watching it at home. But <laughs> pretty was sure, your, like, dude. Was your, was your lot going on having anything to do with the hashtag Kraken movement? Uh, I can't confirm nor deny that, Ron. Okay. I just—I'll tell you, I went to Murphy's, and I'll tell you, I had a well, no, one or hey, two and, in at, at the ballpark. But and in fairness to you, you're with you—you you were with your family, like you mentioned, you were with your sister. Your dad was there, which was cool. You mentioned mm-hmm. that first game in years. That's the type of shit we like to see here at Cubs Untap, right? Get the get the diehard fans to the ballpark that haven't been there in a long time. So, I absolutely agree with you, right? You had a lot going on. You had you were with family. I, I love that. Respect that. Definitely cracked them though. Definitely cracked them. I won't say that. As as we all do. In fairness, in fairness, Joey, if if anybody was sitting in the bleachers with me on Sunday, they would have said the exact same thing. They would have been like, "Oh, the Kraken movement was strong today," and I've been like, "Oh yes, it was. It was strong before first pitch, let alone Mm -hmm. during the game, especially when they got absolutely shit kicked by the Marlins for no reason on Sunday. That made it even worse." 
Um, you had to get like almost shit pumped though yeah. yourself to like withstand that Jesus Lazardo type performance that we saw, which Bad. that dude's good. You know, oh, yeah. it's tough. It's tough against him. And then, you know, it's like that rain, like you already had to wait before first pitch. And it's like, then they just don't put up anything on offense. No. I'm like, fuck, you know what? Now I feel worse for not going to this game and then going to a winner the next day. And Ron went to a loser and stuck. It was stuck in the rain. Like, that's all right. That's well, in just, fairness, it, 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 let's call stuck in the rain being stuck at Murphy's. Okay, that's much better than being that's stuck what happened. actually in the rain. Yeah. And that, that's yeah. like a vacation in itself anyways, so yeah. it's all right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was It was, It was. was fine. But, again, I mean, Joey, I, I here's the – you know what? You know what? Here's the pissy part about tonight, right? Like, Ian Happ had his 29th double of the season. That's super sexy. Like, just – this game is just disappointing, right? Like, at the at the core of it, we could sit here and break down the nitty gritty. Oh yes, say I had a, a you know real good night, and so did McKinstry, and yes, they did. But holy fuck, just dumb mistakes is what's hurting this team right now, and I think that is what makes this team so not difficult to watch because they're they're still fun to watch in an essence. But that's 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 what the mind racking just narrative behind this team right now that we deal with here at Cubs on Tap, that those that listen to our show deal with, that every Cubs fan in the world deals with right now, is just they beat themselves on a very regular occasion. The talent's there. We all know what Seiya Suzuki's going to become. Boog, I, I'm glad we got to this point because Boog Shiambi said it on, on the broadcast and asked Ryan Dempster about this late in the game. The mm-hmm. last hit that Seah had in tonight's game, it was a high fastball. And I mean high fastball, not like it wasn't a strike, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't even a strike. It was a ball. It was it was a good three inches above the zone. And he took it the other way for a base hit. And even Bukshiambi looked at Demp and was like, That's the sign of an elite hitter when like you can take a pitch that is very much either a waste pitch or try to be a chase pitch from the pitcher. And just sit on it and poke it the other way. Like, that's elite hitter shit. That's cool and tough, as we like to say here at OnTap. That's really fucking cool and really fucking yeah. tough. But, like, that is Seiya Suzuki. And as soon as he gets comfortable with, A, being a North American general, because let's be honest, Japan to North America is a huge culture change. And, B, just adapting to the MLB game as a whole. Like, next year... I admittedly feel very, and maybe this is a little segment here as our uh, our boy Brian cuts up clips at the end of the night here. I fully am confident that Seiya Suzuki is going to be a superstar next season once he is adapted to the MLB. We've seen the flashes this season, right? You saw the power tonight with that home run. That, that bitch got out. Like, that was not yeah. a cheap shot. That thing went. He had three hits tonight. You saw the elite just... Ability to read the baseball coming into the uh, toward home plate that he had on that last hit where he took it to opposite field where that ball was three inches above the zone. It was 100% not going to be a strike. Speaking of, the Cubs lost tonight's game on what was also not 100% a strike, but we'll get there in a second. It was close, though. It was no, but they here's the problem, and that it felt like such a give me call. Wait, wait, Ron, go. Don't we're not going to skip ahead. Go finish your point on say. Okay, all right. I, I, will, I will quickly finish my point. I think Seiya Suzuki is going to be an elite hitter. I, there, there's plenty of talent here, and I think that's what makes us more pissed about tonight's loss. There's mm-hmm. talent on this Cubs team. 
We have no doubt about that. But I am going to start transitioning because I do want to. I have a bone to pick with the other. <laughs> the uh, here's why I'm upset because it felt like a give me call, and here's why: the pitch before, if you look at the K zone, was technically a strike. That don't the curveball. Uh, I no, don't even yeah. think it was a curve, but it was okay. just it was low and away, and it technically caught the zone. Actually, it was a perfect pitch if you go by the K zone. It was a perfect pitch. Should have been strike three. They called it ball three. And then that ball was inside on the plate. The frame job happens, whatever, and they bring them up. And I think that's why I'm a little salty because it's like, oh, so you're trying to make up for your mistake on the next fucking pitch when it could decide the game. And that's the shit I hate. And, And I get it, right? I'm all about the human element. Tyler and I talked about, I'm almost knocking my mic over. Tyler and I talked about this on yesterday's show. I'm good. I'm okay with the human element to an extent, right? But you also don't need to be that human asshole (laughs) who needs to make up for your mistake at the same time. Sometimes you can make a mistake, let it be, and just be better the next time out. That's okay. Don't let it decide a baseball game. And I think that's where I got upset because that was not clearly every good umpire – that's coming out on the umpire scorecard on Twitter tomorrow as a ball. And it decided the game. And that's the shit I don't like about umpires. And that's why Robo Umps is even a fucking conversation. So I don't like the fact that it decided the game at all. I don't like the fact that's that that's what I don't like. And makeup calls are I cannot stand anytime there's a makeup yeah. call. You see it in football, you see it in, you know, whatever sport you're looking at, right? You see it in hockey. Pass interference, pass you, interference you, is consistent in football as a makeup call. It's yes. always a makeup call on the other side, right? And it might not even be the guy barely even touched him, and probably the receiver actually forced the contact, and they're going to call it on the defender, right? Like, it's – you see it all the time. And I hate that it decided the game because at the end of the day, it's like nobody wants to end a baseball game. I feel for the fans in attendance mostly because it's like yeah. – they, what a they shitty way to game. Yeah. Yeah. By watching a strike three call that wasn't that was a borderline, if that. Right? Like it there's some where it's like it nips that little like when they show the K zones, it nips the, you know, barely like the ball might have barely touched the line in the K zone. You know what I mean? In this one, I don't think it did. But it was it was close, but like at the same time, it's like I don't think you can call somebody a strike three on that pitch. Like that's just a bad, and you said it, the human element, right? Like that's, that's a big reason why I don't really want robo ops. I, and I get pissy about umpires sometimes, but at the same time, I do like the ability. Like I like that there are, that there is pitch framing. Like that's a big part of the game. You know, I like that that's still part of the game. Cause at the end of the day, if there's no pitch framing, What's a catcher, catcher's job? They can get the signals from inside the dugout. Like David Ross can be telling him, I want fastball. I want curveball. I want cutter here away, cutter away. Mm-hmm. Or I want a fastball up and in. I want to change up low. Like he can give you the signals. You just relay them to the pitcher. They even got, you know, where they can push the buttons now and you're telling the pitcher what it is, beep, you beep, know, beep. <laughs> all the computerized. So it's like, so what is their job? Just blocking and throwing out runners? That's literally the only job that the catcher really has if the pitch – if there is no, like if there are robo umps. So to me, I think you're taking away an element of baseball if you actually do add the robo umps, even though I do like the fact that 
like I still want the proper calls at the end of the day. So it's kind of like a contradiction, I guess what I'm saying, but to end mm-hmm. a game, dude, it's, it's brutal. Like you need to be locked in at that point. And I, I understand yeah. like, you know, the crowd sways you one way and there might be makeup calls involved, but you shouldn't be like that, you know? Right. And I, I, I think to an extent, Joey, I, I don't think you're, you're off base by any means because like you said, right. Like the catcher's job, yes, framing pitches is absolutely one of them. There are a lot of catchers that they allow to call games. But I agree, right? Like if a guy's mm-hmm. not used to calling games, it essentially is coming from the dugout. But they could I, switch it, though, with, you know what I mean? Like it depends on the catcher, obviously, you know, but. Right. Just, and like I, I just I feel like. And maybe again, maybe this was just coincidence here, right? And coincidence, right? Overall, if. If that was a makeup call, that's a shitty time to make it. If it mm-hmm. wasn't a makeup call and he truly thought it was strike, okay, I will at least accept that because, right, that's the human error aspect of it, right? Like that is the, okay, hey, the catcher just did a really good job framing the pitch. And if that's the case, cool. I'm, I'm going to accept that explanation. I, I guess, and that's almost why I would love to hear from like umpires after a game. You know what I mean? Like in that situation. Yeah, put them on a mic. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, hey, I don't even need you to be like taking questions from a reporter. I just want you to like explain what happened and like what your thought process was. Because if, if, if he sits there and goes, look, the catcher did a great job framing the pitch. It looked like a strike. I called him out. Cool. I'll take it. Cause you know what? I'll give I'll give credit where credit was due. It was a good frame job. It was a really yeah. good frame Care job. Bear Ruiz. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, it really it, yeah, it is six six six. He had a good game too. I know. Gross. But Motherfucker like, cracked some. He's he was hitting yeah. that too. Yeah, and like so I can respect that. And I think it's just and maybe that again, maybe that's a part of baseball that they they adapt to, right? Like we sit here, we've talked about it on Cubs on Tap, about the idea of having guys like Theo in the front office and revolutionizing baseball. You want to revolutionize baseball? Give the fan an insight to what the umpire was thinking in an event like that. Like, do you remember the call? And maybe you don't. But, like, uh, this is probably circa 2011, maybe. Ben Zobrist was with the Tampa Bay Rays and literally got called out on a strike three call, I kid you not, where the ball was in the other batter's box by an umpire to end Yeesh. a ball game against, I don't the, remember Texas, that, but, wow. against the Texas Rangers. And I'm sure somebody can find it on YouTube for me if they really wanted to. And I remember sitting there going, are you fucking kidding me? That was one of the worst calls I've ever seen in my entire life. But I, that is a moment where, again, you don't need somebody asking him questions. You just you tell him go walk over to the box. You it's call it the umpire box, and it's it's where he explains a call. And they say, hey, this is the call we want you to explain at the end of the game. Okay, hey, he puts the fucking headset on just like we are right now, right? And he goes, all right, hey, and the, like maybe give him a replay, even too. And he goes, yeah, maybe okay. he can be honest and say yeah. like, and say, know, hey, I missed it. yeah, he's like, hey, this is what I saw. I know it's how it looked on TV as I watch the replay now, but here's what I saw. This is why I called it the way I did. That is, that's what it is. Yeah, I don't. Maybe I don't feel great about it, but that's the end of the game. You know how you know how revolutionary that would be for baseball. You know how do you honestly know how that probably would make it very popular amongst like more people? 
for baseball. People would have way more respect, at least for the umpires, if nothing because else. Because you know? people love transparency, right? Like, look at just Cubs Twitter. We'll, we'll even we'll even narrow this thing down into a, a, a microscope here. Look at Cubs Twitter. How many people on Cubs Twitter? I don't want to use the word bitch, but like have expressed they do. But even have expressed the lack of transparency with Jed at the helm versus Theo, mm-hmm. right? Transparency is something people respect because it's just honesty, right? Like it, I, I literally just got into an argument with, I'm not going to name said person, but like literally got into this argument with a friend today because over the weekend they said a lie and they just lied. And I was just like, why did you have to lie? You didn't. I don't care. It's just the fact that you felt like you had to lie, right? Like people appreciate honesty. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. If an umpire went up and was like, hey, you know what? I saw this, but watching it back again, I fucked up. I have 9,000% more respect for that that umpire, and I'm not even going to question him anymore because he's like, ah, you, I, I admit my mistake. It is what it is. Okay. I, honest to God, sure, you would have some asshole trolls on Twitter who like don't even have a real picture of themselves in their profile picture, <laughs> screaming and yelling and bitching at him. And they're John you know, five six seven eight one zero zero zero. No, they're not even real names. It's like uh, it's like Demon Trainer seventeen forty five. Like I don't stupid shit. But like those are the ones that are gonna bitch at him. But like the yeah, regular normal person is gonna be like, you know what? I don't agree with what you called, but I respect what you called because you at least explained what you saw. And again, the transparency of the game. And this is why I think looking a little ahead here, and we're going to get to this here in a few minutes, obviously, as we preview tomorrow's game. Field the Dreams game is on Thursday. Two-way mics are are being put on Joey Votto, electricity, and Ian Happ also electricity. Both are gonna be awesome. You, yeah. Do you do you understand how good that is for baseball? Do that with umpires. Do that with players on a more regular basis. Our 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 owner and founder of On Tap, Mr. Tony Marchese, has said it on Twitter, and I've talked to him about it just separately. Of hey, MLB, every single game, mic up more than one player, and ask people to pay extra for it. Mm-hmm. Do you? Every Every psychopathic baseball fan like you and I would pay for that shit because that's awesome because people love transparency. People love seeing into what is reality for these guys, right? Because like nobody likes just seeing, you know, the, the fake persona, right? That these guys have, right? Show us what is real. You know how exciting that I is. I want to hear what Christopher Morell is saying when Fuck he's yes. when he's yelling and swinging a towel around in the dugout, yeah. the top of the dugout, or whatever. Like, he's I doing. hope. I Clapping hope. I hope. Yeah, and you know what? I hope he's speaking Spanish, and in the same breath, yeah. I hope he's swearing in Spanish. Because guess what? If I can get closed captioning on the fucking podcast, yeah, 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 I'm copy pasting that shit and throwing it in Google Translate. Like that's okay. But again. It's the transparency. Baseball would thrive with transparency. And that goes as far with the umpires as well. And I, I think I love how we've sidetracked so far into this great conversation. And I do have a final point on this too, Ron. So do not Perfect. transition. Go no, ahead. no, no, no. We, uh, I will let you finish up on that. But I, I just I think it's so awesome that we got to that point because, again, a, a call at the end of the game like that 
that can dictate the game that probably shouldn't have been what it was is a moment I would love to hear what the umpire had to say. And that's 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 my wrap-up thought on it. I think it's something that a lot of fans can get behind. Again, in a game that is considered dying to a lot of people in America, in that being baseball, give more transparency. Because I can promise you right now, if you're the first league to give that level of transparency, that's going to help the brand. And I think that's something super important. And Joey, I will turn it back over to you, my friend. Thoughts to wrap it up here, and then we'll get some final thoughts from tonight's game before we look ahead to tomorrow. But the floor is yours, my friend. I love that point. And I mean, like, dude, you know how much money I would pay for, like you said, Votto and like Alec Manoa from the All-Star game and Liam Hendricks and like. Hey, John, 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 what do you want? Uh, back foot slider. Oh, you're sexy. All right, here we go. That clip alone is worth that alone. That alone. $35, in my opinion, yep. a month. Easy, easy. And he was like, what? Didn't he like say something after that, too? Like, oh, damn it. Why did I do that or something? Like, I don't know what he's he like, said. Oh, I hit him. And then, like, they tried to blame it on Schmulte. And he's like, no, no. He's like, he's, he's like, you put it perfectly. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. I did, you know. And again, but that's electric. Like, this mm-hmm. year's All Star game. And here's the thing, too, and I'm not trying to take away from your point because I want you to get to your oh, point. You're... The All-Star game was the perfect example of that this year where in a world that we live in now where content on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram thrives and excels and YouTube, right? Like all these social platforms and these internet – we'll just call them internet platforms. I wouldn't even call them social media because social media is just – this is a Gary V quote, so pardon me for anybody that knows who Gaynor, Gary Vaynerchuk is. Social media is just a way of defining what the internet is today. Today's internet, that thrives, right? Like that kind of clips and sound bites and shit like that thrives. Alec Manoa was a fucking uh, – an MLB TikTok just star for like a week after the All-Star game because of those clips. I I have it in my YouTube recent history because I think it's fucking electric listening to him pitch. I became a fan of him just listening to him pitch. MLB I remember we were talking. Him. Yes. We were Fuck talking yeah. at the deadline. You're like, is there I was fucking with you. I was like, I was like, God forbid Ian Happ goes to Toronto. How do we get Alec Manoa back to Chicago? Mm-hmm. I literally said that. And you were like, he's untouchable. I was like, I know he is, but like, I'm still going to hold out hope. But yeah. again, you become fans of these guys when you get to know them as players because you hear them on the field. Absolutely. Same thing with umpires. Mic everybody up. Start making transparency a fucking thing. And I promise you right now, MLB, baseball is going to thrive. You have a problem with that and you need help with that, hire the Cubs on tap crew and we will get it going for you. Because son of a bitch, content is king right now. And baseball has plenty of it. They just don't utilize it. Joey, finish off our point, my friend. I don't want to cut you off. No, I mean, that's, I don't know how much to do better than that, but like to go back and circle around to your point about the umpires too. Like I, I also think that, uh, you know, you made a good point there about like questioning them after the game. And what, what I would say was, you know, you said you don't need a reporter and stuff like that. Give them an MLB official, like not even a reporter, give them an MLB official to ask them the questions catered to how they want to respond. Right. Absolutely. Go ahead. Give sure. them, and, and that can be your interviewer, that can be your reporter. You can kind of call it that, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Hired by MLB, et cetera, et cetera. And then that way, you know that you're not putting them in a sticky situation as it is, but you're getting like a little bit more transparent, 
transparency, like you mentioned. And that's just, I think that's all we want. Like the, the typical fan, like the average fan doesn't realize how hard it is to actually be an umpire because the ball is moving so damn fast with so much movement. And it's like a sliver of an inch is like you're off. <laughs> like like a typical, an average fan does not realize how hard that job actually is. So like the guys that are even 90% or better on even just their strike zone call, like that's actually really fucking good. Like to have that type of hand-eye coordination as a hitter, like we talk all the time about hitters chase rates, right? Oh, he's got an elite chase rate. If a hitter doesn't have a good chase rate, but you expect every umpire to have a good chase rate, right? Basically, mm-hmm. it's kind of what you're saying, right? Yeah. It's it's tough, man. Like, this is a tough job. But, like, just describe the plays. Like, they don't do the, yeah. the descriptions of the plays even after the reviews and stuff. It gets frustrating. Like, we've been talking about that for a while. Like, it, we need more of it. And I think if we had more of that, the descriptions and, like, the personalities. You get the personalities on full yeah. display. We're going to get some of that on Thursday, obviously, with the Field of Dreams game. So I'm like highly anticipating that, even though like yeah. last year I was giving people shit because like, oh, people care so much about this Field of Dreams game. It's just mm-hmm. like another game, like whatever. But like the production of it, the movie quality of it, like the way it made it feel and especially yeah. the outcome of it was just an awesome. You can't write a better script than that. No. I'm looking forward to it, even if it's two dumpster fire teams, because we're going to get that level of like, what we're what we're asking for as far as like mic'd up players and personalities and you know just a different element that baseball kind of misses the point of on a nightly basis or daily 162 game season liven it up a little bit you know what i mean you get a lot of content over 162 games which takes what like 225 days or some shit like that like that's a lot of content that you yep. are missing out on as a brand right cuz like again Yes, they're a league, but you at the same time are a brand. You are the brand of Major League Baseball. Just make it work. Make it happen. And to your point, my friend, like, like, I feel like the first league that gave that insight was the XFL, right? Before, obviously, they folded and now they're being rebooted because The Rock owns them, whatever. But they did that. They mic'd up refs during reviews. And I'll tell you what, even if it was for three weeks or four weeks or however fucking long the XFL existed before they had to shut down. Like that did very well on social media because people like that transparency. So I agree with you. I love everything you just had to say that, that tops it off perfectly. Like again, bring the personalities, just brand baseball better. And I'll get, I'll tell mm-hmm. you what, miking up ups and having them explain calls, players being mic'd up on a regular basis that people can pay extra for, that will help baseball thrive, and it will be just so good for the game. So I'm absolutely there with you. My friend, despite a shitty Cubs game, we somehow still got a great conversation out of this whole thing. So I do want to turn – This kind of turned into like from Cubs on tap to MLB on tap, but like – A little bit. It, it's little uh, bit. It, it was it was worth it. This is a good conversation to have, I feel like. This Ooh. is something that we don't do a lot of is like – talk just general baseball and when we do though it's like great discussion so i love this always electricity because when we are good and being transparent the mlb should be as well joey i'm going to turn it back over to you really quick because i want you to share any final thoughts that you might have from tonight's six five loss just anything maybe we haven't touched on or something you want to re re you know rehash whatever the floor is yours my friend thoughts from tonight's loss 
Yeah, I mean, like, I guess the takeaway for me is like they they hit the ball tonight a lot. You know, like that's 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 the one positive that you know. Although, and you mentioned it earlier, you ran off the stat lines there, the box score, but it's like, you know, the Franimal, he got an RBI single. He even he went first to third. Like the the Franimal was just in like full effect there. I know it was just like one hit, but like, uh, it's the cool to see him. <laughs> I love Rawr. that. I love yeah, that. That's amazing. Um, oh, you God. have to. Zach McKinstry looks like Mitch Williams out there with his haircut and the, the sunglasses. Uh, 1989-1990s Cubs closer, which was pitching like the year I was born. I was going to say Google, Google him for anybody that doesn't yeah. know who Mitch Williams is. But I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, hysterical. Absolutely I caught. I caught one clip of him, like, you know, with, like, the zoom in when he was maybe coming off the bases and he had, like, the glasses and the, like, longer hair. It wasn't quite as long as maybe Mitch Williams, yeah, as Ron does the, uh, you know, the sign language for glasses on. <laughs> I don't even think that's a sign language. Whatever. I, I think it is either. But it's the flip the, flip the hands upside down beer yeah. goggles look uh, that He's everybody knows all too well. He um he looked like that's just what it reminded me of and like dude somehow it just amazes me when I think of Mitch Williams he had like a career seven walks per nine and somehow made an All Star game in a Cubs uniform just can't make that stuff up there he was like Carlos Marmol but worse before Carlos Marmol um, if anybody remembers him obviously if you've been a Cubs fan for longer than I don't know 2015 you probably of, remember him <laughs> one of the one of the best sliders when he could actually control it. Yeah, he did. He had some nasty stuff. He absolutely did. And uh, but, but when he could control it, Joey, that was that the was the, he would walk himself into danger and have some outings that you're like, dude, this guy is the worst pitcher of all time. And I I remember I was delivering a lot back then, delivering pizzas, and I delivered to somebody, uh, and Marble had just pitched, and they were like, I'm they're big Cubs fans. I already knew that. Like going to their house, I'm like, oh, did you see the Cubs game? Like, oh. That Carlos Marmol sucks. He's the worst pitcher of all time. And I'm like, that Carlos Marmol guy fucking sucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some Chicago. Like Chicago and like yeah. calling into the score and bitching and like, yeah. you know, but he, they were bitching to me and like I was their score lifeline <laughs> at the time. Um, but uh, no, man. So I guess the good thing was we hit the, the Cubs hit. I shouldn't say we, we didn't do anything wrong, but uh, they hit. Um, and you know, Nelly V, I didn't like the fact that he wasn't in the lineup. I'll just be honest with you. That was one thing I didn't like coming into tonight's game, which, you know, he ended up what getting in there and getting a walk to, he think he pinch ran for the Franimal at one point. And then, uh, you know, he did get a walk there towards the end or the last inning, which was nice to see, but dude, first three hit game of your career, you hit a home run, which was awesome. I was in attendance for, and quick little side note here. I was running up. The stairs from I just pissed. Worst time to pee. Don't ever go pee when the Cubs are about to hit if you're at Wrigley at a game. No, Don't go, go when they're about go when they're pitching. Absolutely, because if you miss a home run on that side, you will not give a shit. I mm -hmm. missed a home run from Nelly V, but at uh, least I was I ran up the stairs and I saw I saw the replay of it. I saw the crowd going crazy at the time. Like I heard the connection. It's just like, dude, I let Nelly V swim. I've been saying, saying this saying, all year. And you are you are the leader of the Nelly swim movement, and you weren't there to see Nelly V swim. Oh my guy. 
I know. Oh, I, I, I will never let myself live that one down. So I need to be in attendance for another another Nelly V swim moment where he absolutely like launches one and sends it into the abyss, sends it into the Atlantic Ocean or Lake Michigan for that matter. Who cares? That's a little closer. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we're going to hit a Cubs on tap crew game here soon, and hopefully Nelly V will be in the damn lineup and will launch another one. Absolutely. I, I completely agree with you there. Yeah, I think tonight's giveaway, like you said, they hit and, and it's cool to see. And uh, I love Fran Mel Reyes getting in and actually doing something after what's been kind of an atrocious season for him in terms of like compared to the rest of his career. Say getting right tonight is cool and tough. Ian Happ having a good night as well. McKintree finally fucking hitting is so good for him. He needs that. Uh, Horner just continuing to be Horner. Christopher Morell getting right too. Uh, and I think, well, uh, that's that's kind of my final thought, right, is the nine spot does Morell well. It like almost resets him a little bit. I was talking with Tyler about this on yesterday's show. Like he just – you keep him there for a few games. He hits pretty well. Then you put him back wherever you want to put him, and he, he continues to do it. It's like the nine spot is his reset spot. You know what I mean? Like he just – he does better down there. There's less pressure, whatever it is, and he continues to hit. And I, I'll tell you what, Christopher Morell has three hits since crossing paths with Ron Luce. So just saying, just saying things are going well. And Joey, I know you saw it, but I did it. I bought the Morel jersey. I'm very happy about it. It will be used at the ballpark at least more than once this year because I have three games on the on on tap here in uh, in the month of August, Um, like all within literally a week of each other. So I will be at the ballpark a lot uh, come the end of the month here. I'm very excited about, but that's kind of my final thought. Uh, Chris Morrell keeps hitting. Uh, hopefully this team just keeps hitting like you said as well. Uh, and, yes, tough last night, but son of a bitch, take it in tomorrow, and uh, maybe good things happen. You still win a series, and that's two series wins in a row against teams that you absolutely should beat. So that is my final thoughts uh, for this one. But, Joey, we will go ahead and look forward to tomorrow because uh, we are just one game between now and the Field of Dreams game. I think everybody's pretty excited about that, obviously, the sweet uh, uniforms are debuted or unveiled, I guess, for lack of a better I don't term. like no, them, Ron. No. Oh, okay. Spill the beans, Joey. Why don't I don't, you like the uniforms? I, I heard you guys I heard you guys talking about this the other day, and I I don't know, man. They look too much like they're too close to what the Reds have, number one, and number two, they're too much Chicago Bears for me. Uh, and obviously <laughs> I'm a Bears fan, but, like, the logo itself looks like bears and not cubs so to me i'm like oh no like that can't be the crossover here is like and and i actually have a shirt that's that's like has the different uniforms on them i would have preferred if we're talking like old school era cubs jerseys i would have preferred the 1908 jerseys as opposed to what what were these the 2027 1927 or something yeah like 1927 1929 like 1930 uniforms yeah yeah, I, I like the hats. I'm not gonna lie, I like the hats a lot. The actual jersey I, itself. I bought, I bought a hat. I bought a hat. They were there. I love the hat. Yeah. yeah. The hats are <laughs> fucking dope. I'm not gonna lie. I the jersey, the just the shirt part, the jersey, I don't and I know everybody loves them. So that's like a super hot take here. But like I just I, like I don't it. know. I see everybody likes it, and I'm like, fuck, I do not like these pukey looking. Maybe they'll look different on TV though. That's the one thing. Maybe they look different than how they look uh, just from the picture. But the picture, I'm like, ah, 
Yeah, I think they could have done. They could have picked just a little bit better than what they did. I feel like it might be a situation like what happened with the City Edition uniforms, where like we saw the jersey and we were all like, ah, and then we saw the full uniform and we're like, ah, okay, it's a little yeah, better. Yeah, it's not like, bad. Yeah, yeah, maybe it'll be that situation for you. But yes, the hats are elite. I love the hats. I did scoop a hat. I'm very excited about that because I get more use out of hats than I do out of jerseys. Even yeah, though I have, even though I have an obsession with buying jerseys, as we all know here, it comes on tap. But. Um, no, I, I respect Can't that. you with walking around money at Wrigleyville. That's Hell no. No, you cannot. And it, that is on display. And it might be on display again more than once before the season's over. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, man, I mean, hey, Field the Dreams game is coming up. Obviously, everything has been kind of announced and we're ready to roll now, right? It's kind of in the works. Minor League uh, Field the Dreams game was tonight. It was Quad City Bandits, uh, River Bandits, pardon me, against, uh, I don't know who they played, but Quad City won. Um, so, again, we're, we're in the cycle, right? The Field of Dreams game is like the theme of the week here. Uh, but Cubs have one more game before they get to that point because the Cubs and Nationals do battle again on Wednesday, August 10th at 1.20 Central Daylight Time. It's a good old 1.20 start on a Wednesday uh, at beautiful Wrigley Field. If you are catching this game in the Massachusetts, D.C., etc. area, uh, WJFK 106.7, the fan is where you can catch it on the radio. And the Maryland Area Sports Network, MASN, is where you can watch that one. And if you're in Chicago, like most of our fans probably are, uh, you know the drill, 670, the score, WRTO 1200, and Marquee Sports Network is where you'll find this one. It is Josiah Gray, the right-hander on the bump for the Nats. He is 7-8 on the season with a 492 ERA. He has over 100 Ks, though. That's worth noting, 122 Ks uh, to be exact for Gray so far this season. And on the bump, it is Truly friend of the program, and Joey knows exactly what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, Justin Steele is on the bump. The lefty is 4-7 and seven on the year. 367 ERA, which is still very good, ladies and gentlemen. And he's just shy of 100 Ks. He'll pass that in this coming start. Uh, he's got 97 of them. Uh, going into tomorrow's start. So we'll have an early show tomorrow, which is cool and tough. We like that because then, you know, everybody gets to bed early. We're not on uh, live stream at 1140 at night Chicago time. Um, but Joey, there I want to be people here in the comment section. Unlike there uh, might be other nights where there usually is. It's just, yeah, we're a little late tonight. <laughs> well, we're a little late and they lost, right? Like if they won, it's a different animal, but you know, it, they shit happens. So uh, Joey, cares my words, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. But, uh, Joey, my friend, I will turn it back over to you. Thoughts on what they need to do tomorrow for a W and to win a series against the Washington Nets? Be smart. Base run. Like, like you can get on base all you want. If you can't be smart on the bases, it's like you just, you just shoot yourselves in the foot, and I can't stand it, man. It's just like every night it seems like there's – or every game there's at least one mistake or almost mistake where you're like, ooh, ah, ooh, oh, you got lucky. Like, like let's just not do that. And Justin Steele, man, like he had the strikeout stuff working last time, and he kind of is just – he's had a really good season, obviously, this year, and I love that. I want to see him build on that. I, I hope that some of these young kids that are getting more opportunities here – continue to blossom as we've seen at least in this series um as well kind of turn the corner a little bit you know your nelly v's your say suzuki's your christopher morales who morel i think he might have been just getting a little bit unlucky there for a while he was still hitting the ball pretty hard but he just they were just turning into outs so it's good to see him kindly or finally um 
turn that into production here over the at least the recent stretch of games. I think it was like eight or ten, eight to ten games where it's just like everything was an out. But yeah, man, jump on him early. Hopefully the bullpen can hang on tight. Don't know who's going to be available, obviously, as far as the bullpen goes, but we know we probably won't see Mark Leiter Jr., even though he's been pretty solid lately Other outside of tonight. Like you said earlier, he was solid outside of that one, you know, pitch, really, that pitch to Joey Manus or Menace, Meniscus or Meniscus or Minus, whatever, however you say his name, it doesn't really matter. Uh, it's a Joey that you don't want to know, unlike me. So uh, let's get a W tomorrow. That's, that's about it, Ron. I like it. I like it. Uh, really quick here from our buddy of Finn Meyer here in the comments. He said he is a Nats fan, and he says Cubs low-key should have won tonight. So kind of reaffirms <laughs> what we said. Hey, we appreciate you, Finn. Thank you very much for jumping into the comments here and saying hey to us. But, yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Joey. You know what? I, just another good outing from Steele last time out. Sure, he only went four and two-thirds. But guess what? He struck out ten motherfuckers and only walked one. Like, Justin Steele's got some shit. Um Hey, maybe he does one of his weird, like, hey, I'm only going to strike out three, but I'm going to go seven type starts. Who knows? That'd be fine. That would be absolutely fine. Yeah, or, or if he goes six and he bounces out, maybe with seven Ks, right? Like, just uh, I'm, I'm here for a good Justin Steele start, whatever that looks like, because I feel like a good Justin Steele start looks like a couple different things as we've seen so far this year, right? You get the the five, four and two thirds of the five innings with a lot of K's or you get the lesser K's, but he goes deeper into games, right? Like that's just kind of what Justin's become. And that's okay. I fuck with either one. Like I, I'm cool with it either way. Um, again, you only had to use two other relief pitchers tonight besides Stroh after the five innings, right? Two out of Yulman, two out of lighter juniors. So maybe the rest of the bullpen's kind of available for tomorrow. That could yeah, be cool and tough. So. Yeah. Plus two, you kind of have like the extra half day of rest because you go from a 120 game to a 615 game on Thursday with the Field of Dreams game. And then you have an off day on Friday. So maybe Ross gets a little creative and actually goes to his bullpen and does what he needs to do. Nonetheless, I agree with you, man. Don't run into stupid errors on the base paths. Pitch well. Get some hits. If you keep hitting like you did tonight as a Cubs team, things look really good uh, when it's all said and done and you can get a win against these Nationals and get a, a, a serious win, which would be cool and tough. So hopefully that ends up happening tomorrow with, again, friend of the program, Justin Steele, on the bump. And I don't want to confirm nor deny um, – but I will hint uh, that a certain friend of the program might be back on the show uh, once the season's over. So, um, you know, we'll just we'll, we'll tease what we can tease here uh, here at Cubs on Tap. So be excited. Be happy about it. I'm excited about it. Um, but again, friend of the program, Justin Steele's on the bump tomorrow. It's always absolutely appointment TV uh, when he's on the bump watching his growth as a starting pitcher. Joey, before we get out of here, I do want to remind everybody, Cubs on Tap, the official Cubs podcast of the On Tap Sports Network. You can check out all of our great work over at ontapsportsnet.com and at ontapsportsnet on social media. You can follow the pod-specific accounts here for us at Cubs on Tap. We are at Cubbies, that's C-U-B-B-I-E-S, on tap. Uh, that's Twitter and Instagram where you can follow us there. I am at Loose on Tap on the Bluebird app. Joey is at Joey Knows Nothing. That ends in I-N because that stands for win, baby. Uh, and you can also follow all of our other great contributors and co-hosts at Juice on Tap, at Teddy Freddy 270 at Bulls Guy Rob, who's been putting out fire minor league content, and at Brandon M. Kane, who always does a great job for us with the previews of each series. Uh, be sure to follow all of them as they help us out here at Cubs on Tap. Bulls, Bears, Blackhawks, you know the drill. That's the deal. Uh, it was Family Fest Day at uh, Bears Camp. Joey was just on Bears on Tap. Be sure to listen to that podcast when it comes out tomorrow. Um, 
obviously, you know, Roquan Smith wants out of Chicago apparently, and I will save my thoughts for another day, but uh, plenty to talk about in that front. With that, uh, we've got you all covered here at ONTAP Sports. And again, yes, Cubs fans, you know the drill. We all have friends that like the Southsiders. Go ahead and send them over to our boys at Sox on Tap. Tonight, it was actually Joey and NWI Steve on the uh, good old Sox on Tap postgame show. Uh, again, you got friends. They like the Southsiders. Our boys at Sox on Tap do a great job. Send them over there and tell them to listen in just as you do with us here at Cubs on tap. Once again, on tap at on tap on social media, on tap sports. Go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Joey, it is always a pleasure. My friend, unfortunately a loss tonight, but a great show nonetheless, as always. And uh, what do you say? I mean, I know they're playing the Nats this week, but it doesn't fucking matter. What do we say? We get out of here. The only way we know how fuck the Cardinals every time. Ah, and let's go. Cubs.